0: Hey everyone, welcome to the A to Z of sex, or the A to Z of sex if you're in North America. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a psychologist, sex and intimacy coach, and a gender, sex, and relationship diversity therapist. And I am working my way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. I created this podcast to help you learn to express your desires, learn more about desires, spice up your relationships and create those sizzling relationships that you have always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and conversations with an exciting array of experts. Listen in weekly, As I share key strategies that will help you choose the relationship style that works best for you and create exactly what you want and need. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and you can take advantage of the subscriber bonuses. And if you want to know more, head over to drlorybethbisbee.com and sign up for my email list so that you can find out exactly what is going on in my world from week to week. But for now, come join me and enter my world of sex and relationships. See you inside. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet. To help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real-life stories, and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex, Access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.azofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet, one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is W, and W is for water sports and other fetishes. Water sports has nothing to do with having sex in the shower or in the ocean. Water sports is sexual play involving urine. For some people, just the thought is an instant turnout. Others. Are intrigued. There are quite a few activities that can be included in water sports. Some people just like to watch someone, usually women, pee. There's a huge amount of pornography that focuses on women peeing in various places. Some of them are outdoors, there's also toilet cams. This is connected with other types of voyeurism. Some people like to watch people Again, they often like to watch women pee when it's an accident. Then there are people who like to pee on others and some who like to be peed on. These are commonly called golden showers. There's a Japanese fetish called Omarashi, which is the fetish for holding in your urine until the need to pee becomes urgent. Or making someone else hold their urine or watching someone who is clearly desperate to pee. Many water sports fetishes are linked to domination and submission, and also to humiliation. Some are linked to exhibitionism, like peeing in public or accidents in public. There is pussing, which is a British term, where a man will watch a woman pee in a semi-public place, like in a park behind some bushes or in a toilet at the pub. The turn-on starts when trying to smuggle the other person into or out of the toilet. Finally, there is clothes wedding, which is a specific fetish in and of itself. Research done by Jennifer Eve Rehor of San Francisco State University in 2011 found that only about 36% of the five, 1,580 fetishists and kinky people she surveyed engaged in water sports. Think about this for a second. That's almost 1,600 people who answered her survey, and of them, only 36% engaged in water sports. This was compared to the 94% of the sample who enjoyed spanking or who said they'd at least engaged in spanking once or twice. So this is not the most common of fetishes, but it is a still, amongst fetishists, fairly substantial. Clients who have come to see me, who enjoy water sports, have usually found this difficult to disclose to their partners. Joe was petrified that his partner Aaron would be disgusted if he mentioned his desire to have Aaron pee on him. He told me that he had always had this desire and remembered as a child trying to get other children to pretend to pee on him. I asked him if he felt shame when he thought about this, and he told me that he had always felt shame about this desire, but not enough shame to stop indulging in it. Joe told me that he had only engaged in golden showers with casual partners because of his fear of being rejected, He said that he and Aaron were planning to become exclusive, and he knew that if he didn't talk about this with Aaron, it would mean foregoing indulging in his favorite fetish forever. We spent a couple of sessions on reducing his shame. Lots of people who have fetishes report that shame can be paralyzing. Many report fetishes beginning in childhood and being shamed by their parents for sexual behavior, not necessarily for the fetishistic behavior, simply for any sexual behavior. Even today, children who are caught masturbating are often told that they are dirty or disgusting or that their genitals are dirty or disgusting. Many young women are taught that there's the vagina is ugly. This creates a link between shame and sexuality. That's often very difficult to sever. So one of the things that one has to be careful of when dealing with a child who is masturbating in an inappropriate place, um, which is not uncommon when you're dealing with small children, because they discover something that feels good and they just do it is to Get them to stop doing this in public without having them hear or internalize a message that this is somehow shameful or wrong. Because this creates a link between shame and sexuality that can be very difficult to sever. And for some, shame becomes an integral part of sex and they will seek out humiliation. These people tend to find humiliation a turn on. However, they don't usually experience shame as all positive. Many feel shame after these activities and can feel very intense self-loathing and self-hatred. For others, the link between shame and sex makes it very difficult for them to enjoy any sexual activity. In these cases, therapy to deal with the shame and uncover where it has come from is often needed so the person can enjoy a sex life in the future. Joe and I spent a few sessions working on his fears and decreasing the shame he felt. Then he practiced talking about his fetish with me for a few sessions, including role-playing as though he were talking with his partner. When he felt ready, he set up a date with Aaron. He had a movie that contained golden showers and they settled down to enjoy this movie together. He watched his partner's reactions. When Aaron didn't appear disgusted, he felt better about raising the subject. That night, watching the film led to having sex, but Joe didn't feel confident enough to suggest that they add a golden shower yet. Instead, he brought it up when they were cuddling afterwards. He was surprised to find that Aaron thought the idea was hot as hell. Aaron revealed that he too had always liked golden showers. He revealed that he, too, had worried about what Joe would think. Martha and Jared came for sex coaching because they felt that their sex life had become routine. Jared's description of their sex life was being on autopilot. He felt that Martha was rarely present during sex, and he wasn't ever sure if she reached orgasm. Both partners agreed that if their sex life didn't improve, their relationship was at risk. It quickly became clear that this couple had never really discussed their desires with each other. Like many heterosexual couples, they had sex before they talked about sex. And since the sex worked, they never gave it another thought. It was only when the sex stopped working that they were at a loss and it became an issue. And then they really didn't know how to talk about their desires. I had them write down their own desires first. Martha enjoyed Omurashi, though she didn't know that that's what she enjoyed actually had a name. She loved the feeling of a full bladder and the fear that she would wet her pants. And there were times that she had experimented with a casual sexual partner and wet her pants. And she enjoyed this immensely as well. Martha was afraid to talk with Jared about this because she feared he would be disgusted. I encouraged Martha to find a way to approach the subject, and she chose to encourage Jared to read an erotic novel that contained a number of scenes of wet panties and omurashi. They talked about the novel after Jared read it. He told Martha that he found the scenes interesting but not a tremendous turn on. Martha's original response was to become very quiet. And the conversation ended there. They brought this to their next session, and I asked Martha, why did you become quiet? She said she was afraid that this meant that Jared would not be interested in incorporating wet panties into their sex life. Jared was really surprised at this because Martha hadn't asked him he told Martha he would be happy to try anything that turned her on. I suggested that they could alternate trying things that each particularly desired and see what they could add to their sex life on an occasional or even a regular basis. The following session, they were all smiles and barely contained excitement. Jared shared that seeing Martha turned on so much made him extremely turned on at that they had experienced the most intense sex of their lives together. They both agreed that it was even better than the sex when they first got together. Other fetishes that can cause significant shame include coprophilia, which is a fetish for sex involving feces or shit. Sissification or feminization, which involves being forced to dress in women's clothing and usually to serve a dominant woman. sometimes a man, flautophilia, which is a farting fetish. Yes, there really is a farting fetish. In fact, that's far more common than one might think. And there is pornography that is specifically geared to the farting fetish as well. Of the three of these, sissification or forced feminization is the most common. Now, sissification is different from cross-dressing. As men who are cross dressers usually do not feel a need to be forced to do so. They do so with or without a partner, and though there can be shame associated with cross dressing, there is less so than with sissification. With sissification, humiliation is an integral part of the fetish. The female dominant forces the male submissive to become female. In many cases, as part of this, the man is insulted or degraded. This can range from being forced to wear women's underwear to being completely made over, including makeup and given a female name. In some cases, the male submissive is fucked by his domina while she's wearing a strap on dildo. There is a particular fetish for sissy maid training where the submissive is trained to be a maid and dressed in a frilly maid's uniform to enhance the sexual thrill. In many cases, the man is placed in a chastity device so that he cannot reach orgasm without permission. In others, he may be forced to give a man a blowjob, and I'm putting that forced in quotes because it is part of the fantasy that's being acted out. It is being done with consent. Many men who desire forced feminization are too ashamed to talk with their partners or potential partners. So instead they seek out a professional dominatrix in order to get these fantasies fulfilled. For some men, this solution works very well long-term for others. Hiding this large part of their desires causes very high levels of stress. They run the risk of losing a partner because they have been dishonest by not telling the partner that they are seeing someone else. They run the risk of being outed in their careers. Many live with constant deep shame and self-loathing. This shame has a double edge. It's exciting during the sexual session and yet it's very destructive afterwards. Therapy, and sex and intimacy coaching can be of great benefit to help them con- decrease the destructive shame and integrate their desires into an authentic sexual life. In preparing for this podcast, I tried to um, find some statistics on forced feminization. Um, I wanted to find out what the incidence and the prevalence was Um how many in the population are indulging in this fetish, um, as I did when I was looking at, at golden showers. Interestingly, I could find no statistics, but one of the things that highlighted how common it is was the number of different stories of forced feminizations that came up immediately when I put any sentence to do with it, where I asked prevalence or incidents into Google. So I came up immediately with two complete pages of listings for erotic tales, erotic books, eBooks that could be found. Um, and then behind that bunches of movies which highlights that this is something that people look for and people desire. The only um, easily accessible via Google search psychological or scientific article that I found was one that was written that looked at forced feminization and the psychology of it from the point of view of transgender folks. So there was absolutely nothing that was easily accessible. In fact, um, one of the, books that was written supposedly scientifically turned out to be a book of erotic stories being written by, I assume, um, a doctor who was interested in forced feminization as a fetish rather than actually talking about um, the history and background um, and where this comes from and the incidents. The same is true when you look and you attempt to find the incidence of some of the other um, more unusual fetishes and those that carry lots of shame. Finding an actual um, study that will tell you how many people are interested is incredibly difficult. To be clear, there are far more people involved in fetishes than one might think. And most people have some type of fetishistic desire. It may not be the main part of their sex life. They may never even want to act on it. It may simply be a fantasy, but most people have some type of fantasy. But the things that I've been talking about today are the ones that are perhaps more unusual and perhaps carry more shame. If you have a fetish that causes you to feel shame, consider therapy and or coaching to make sense of your feelings. You deserve an exciting, authentic sexual life. If you are able to do this work, then you will be able to approach a partner with less fear of being rejected or of being told that you're disgusting. Now, many people who have these fetishes have found an outlet and an online community over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, Sites like FetLife and Kinkly Are places where people can find other people who share their fetishes. And some people who may never have been able to pluck up the courage to talk about their fetish with anyone in the past now have an accessible outlet because they can do so semi anonymously on the internet. As with all other Um, internet and dating um, or internet hookups. Care needs to be taken because as everyone knows, you'd never have complete privacy on the internet or it's rather difficult to do so. And people aren't always who they say they are. So before you start disclosing all sorts of personal details, And by this, I'm referring to identifying details rather than the fetish. Make sure you know who you are talking to. Again, if you're going to meet somebody, please make sure you follow the same safety procedures as for any other kind of meeting or dating. Somebody should always know where you are. Somebody should always be able to reach you. And until you actually know the person you're meeting up with, it's a good idea to arrange first meeting in a public place and arrange a safe call. Make sure that you let someone know that you're safe and you're well. Thanks for joining me this week for the A to Z of sex. Write in with your questions to Dr. Lori Beth at a to Z of and visit both websites, www.a to Z of That's a T O Z or Z. If you're an American, O F S E X.com and www.the-intimacy-coach.com to learn about alternative sexual choices types of sexual relationships, and to learn to sizzle and create that ideal lasting intimate relationship or relationships. For a free 30-minute session with me, head over to www.atozofsex.com and click on the button that says book now. Please join me next week when the letter will be X and X is for X-rated. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to The A to Z of Sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.a to z of sex.com. That's A T O Z O F S E X. To subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to The A to Z of Sex, or The A to Z of Sex if you're in North America. If you enjoyed the show, please do leave a review wherever it was you listened to it, but especially head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Reviews really help the show get out there. If you want to support my work, you can support it through my Patreon page. That's Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on patreon.com. You can also head over to DrLaurieBethBisby.com and subscribe to my free mailing list, which will keep you updated as to the activities I am getting up to and any special appearances. For people who subscribe to the Patreon, there are special broadcasts, merch, um, and the opportunity to get discounted tickets to a lot of the events that I do. Knowledge gives you power. The more you know, the better your relationships, the better your satisfaction and joy. If you've got suggestions for the show, comments, or questions, do email at loribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com. And I will try and incorporate them. Have a wonderful week filled with loads of joy.